Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Happy Friday, Junior, everyone. I hope you and yours have had a great week thus far. Before I get into today's news, let's stop to take a moment to talk about Fight, Laugh, Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed in our club's portal, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll also get discounts for our conferences. So if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up right now at FightLaughFeast.com. And you can also find stuff like our Fight Laugh Feast magazine subscription on there. Again, FightLaughFeast.com. All right, let's get to today's news and let's start with Biden. Biden says it's his intention to visit U.S.-Mexico border amid historic crisis. President Biden says it's his intention to visit the U.S.-Mexico border amid a record high number of border crossings, according to a report. Biden made the comments Wednesday at Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport, saying that it's his intention to visit the border during his trip to the North American Leaders Summit on January 9th and 10th, which will include meetings with Canadian Prime Minister Comrade Trudeau and Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador. The visit would mark Biden's first trip to the border during his presidency. People familiar with discussions surrounding the potential visit told the Wall Street Journal that Biden will not be making a policy announcement if he visits the border. The potential trip comes amid a record-breaking crisis at the southern border with 617,250 total migrant encounters occurring so far in fiscal year 2023 as of December 29, 2020. According to Customs and Border Protection sources, adding that there's an average of 6,858 encounters per day. In fiscal year 2022, migrant encounters reached 2.3 million. On December 6th, Biden said that there are more important things going on when asked why he'd visit a border state, but not the U.S.-Mexico border itself. Biden administration has pushed for Title 42, the pandemic-era policy which allows immigration officers to quickly remove migrants from the country on the basis of public health to be lifted. After U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan ruled in favor of immigration advocates and gave Title 42 an end date of December 21st, the Supreme Court temporarily halted the policy's termination. Without providing evidence, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said in November that Biden has been to the border. Now, from the southern border to this. Let's say China. 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 You guessed it. We're talking about China. White House defends COVID travel restrictions as Beijing threatens countermeasures. The White House is defending its decision to issue travel restrictions related to COVID-19 following several threats from China's communist regime. The Biden administration said there was no cause for retaliation from Beijing after its communist leadership criticized Washington's decision to require a negative COVID-19 test from those who travel from China to the United States. Quote, there's no cause for retaliation here just because countries around the world are taking prudent health measures to protect their citizens. That was according to White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre as she said in a January 3rd press conference. 
The Chinese Communist Party, or the CCP, which rules China as a single-party state, announced that it will reopen its borders on January 8th. The move comes just one month after the regime abruptly terminated its zero-COVID policy. And in response to mass unrest, causing cases of COVID-19 to surge throughout China. The move prompted a global outcry, and nations around the world are hurrying to put in place testing requirements for all arrivals from China. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a statement on December 28th of last year, 2022, saying that passengers would need to present a negative COVID-19 test result or proof of recovery before boarding a U.S.-bound flight from China. The CDC said the move was meant to slow the spread of COVID-19 in the United States during the surge in COVID-19 cases in the People's Republic of China. Given the lack of adequate and transparent data and viral geomic sequence data being reported from the PRC, the United States joins the UK, Australia, Canada, France, India, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Spain, Malaysia, Qatar, and other nations seeking to place stronger restrictions on arrivals from China. A spokesperson for the CCP said that the testing requirements were unacceptable and vowed that the regime would take countermeasures against nations that issued travel restrictions on fi- uh, flights originating in China. The White House defended the decision to require testing from all China or outgoing travelers based on international consensus that COVID-19 is currently ravaging China's populace. That's funny, though. Anyone remember when Trump shut down travel from China? It's exciting to be here, especially at this time, uh, to be able to be unified with our community. Uh, We want to be vigilant about what might be on the uh, what is out there in other places. We want to be careful about how we deal with it. But we do want to say to people, come to Chinatown. Here we are. We're again careful, safe and come join us. Chinatown or San Francisco at all. So she's really just trying to point that out because they have seen a drop in business here. Uh, Again, back at the uh, Chinese Bazaar gift shop here on Grant Street. Uh, She's a real tourist attraction in and of herself, as you can imagine. Uh, People are so excited to see her, people from uh, all over the world. And again, of course, right here in Chinatown, who are really happy for the speaker's support today. Live in San Francisco, Ann Makovic, KPIX 5. The CCP has attempted to cover up the scale of COVID-19 infections in China and the number of deaths it's causing among the Chinese population, which has no natural immunity following almost three years of constant lockdowns. Leaked images of papers from a CCP conference in December of 22 revealed that party authorities believe that as many as 248 million Chinese became infected within the last 20 days of December. Publicly, the regime claims that only 10 people died from the disease, throughout the month. Now this, at least 769 recently vaxxed athletes collapsed last year during competition. One of the underlying stories of 2022 is the enormous number of professional athletes, primarily men with an average age of 23, collapsing during competition. Though many of these instances have been documented as singular reports, mainstream media outlets appear reluctant to link this unprecedented surge of collapses to the COVID-19 jab or to even bother asking follow-up questions as to why or how this is happening. This is especially suspicious considering the majority of these collapsing instances involved recent vaccinated and or boosted athletes. One American News Network 
OAN, did some digging and discovered more than 769 athletes have collapsed on the field during a game from March 2021 to March 2022. As outlined by the defender, this spike in cardiac arrest and other heart issues among elite athletes coincides with the rollout of COVID-19 jabs. Pearson Sharp of OAN asks, how many 23-year-old athletes were collapsing and suffering heart attacks before this year? Do you know any 23-year-old people who had heart attacks before now? And these are just the ones we know about. How many have gone unreported? Nearly 800 athletes, young, fit people in the prime of life, falling down on the field. In fact, 500% more soccer players in the EU are dropping dead from heart attacks than just one year ago. Sharp discussed how this unprecedented surge is not a coincidence, especially because the Pfizer vaccine is known to cause heart inflammation or myocarditis. He also alluded to the fact this number may be grossly unreported. The reason for these unreliable figures stems from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, shown only one and 10% of adverse reactions according to past investigations. Kyle Warner, for example, is an athlete who filed a VAERS report about his own health injuries following the COVID-19 jab. As Dr. Joseph Mercola put it, the filing took Warner 45 minutes, a length of time that many doctors can't or won't devote when it comes to reporting adverse vaccine reactions seen among their patients. Regardless, elite athletes collapsing in a game increased so much in 2022 that even a mainstream media sports channel in Australia has speculated that the health issues could be linked to COVID-19 shots. Ollie wants to just uh, watch this space at this stage. Nothing coming out of the Port Adelaide team this morning came over. He's subbing out of the game on Thursday night for nausea slash heart reasons. He spent time in hospital and yeah, it's just a, it's a big unknown as to, as to when he will play again. It may be as soon as this week, but nothing coming out of the club. There's a stage. lot of this going on in world sport at the moment. Well, though, in the world. World sport. Yeah, I, I think a lot of athletes have got these issues. And are you, Brownie, referring to the booster shots and, and the, the booster contracting shots? That's obviously yeah. um, the word going around. Look, it's, it's being discussed. I haven't been able to get an official line on that from anyone attached to, to Ollie Wines at this stage. But there, yeah, the question is being asked and put to me and, and others, and clearly yourself, uh, by a lot of people about but a possibility of that. But it's not, it's not just the heart issues. I mean, like, you know, without delving into your private affairs, um, you know, you've got Bell's yeah. palsy at the moment, which hopefully yeah. you're on the back yeah. end of that. But there's a bit of that going around as well. Yeah, exactly. It's gone heart issues and Bell's palsy has gone through the roof uh, since the, the boosters and, and COVID issues. So no doubt. And we had Michael Angelo Rucci on AW on Friday night and he said that Wines is it's a field, there's a ward filled with people with similar symptoms in Adelaide to Ollie Wines, so nausea, heart issues, so there has to be something more to it. Yeah, and, and just we're not anti-vaxxers, we've all done our due diligence with our booster shots and all that sort of stuff, but there is going to have to be some study done on this, mm. not just in a sporting yeah. sphere, yeah. but uh, a you know, like a community sphere. And, and you're right though, because we don't want to get into the space we're not experts in at all, but... but from, oh, we do two hours of that every Sunday, don't we? We often do that, but <laughs> when it comes to the medical side, we try and stay clear. As this number steadily grows, mainstream outlets appear to be ignoring these collapses and their potential linkage to the COVID-19 vaccine. At the same time, the White House and other institutions continue pushing for more to take the experimental jab and get boosted. Elsewhere, let's talk about the economy now. Recession predicted in 2023 for U.S. economy by economists at major banks. I thought we were already in one. Nonetheless, two-thirds of top economists at the United States' largest financial institutions are predicting a recession in 2023, according to a survey conducted by the Wall Street Journal. 
Primary concerns cited in the survey of 23 primary dealers, including those from Barclays PLC, Bank of America Corp., TD Securities, and UBS Group AG, were a dwindling of pandemic savings, a decline in the housing market, and a tightening of lending rules as potential warning signs of an incoming recession. This prediction follows a year of soaring inflation accompanied by rapid interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve that have risen from nearly zero in March to 4.5% by the year's end. The Federal Reserve reportedly plans to continue to increase to 5%, then 5.5% in 2023. Economists predict that this will force unemployment rates above 5%, resulting in millions of Americans losing their jobs. The central bank doesn't forecast a decline in interest rates until 2024 at the earliest, as it attempts a balancing act of attempting to lower inflation levels without triggering a recession. Inflation began to increase at the beginning of 2022, rising at its fastest pace since in 40 years, currently sits at three times the government's preferred rate of 2%. American savings during the pandemic form decreased spending, and government stimulus measures have started to dwindle as consumers increasingly dig in to weather rising prices of most products from groceries to gas. Households have also increasingly had to take out lines of credit to afford their lives as total household borrowing increased by $351 billion between the second and third quarter to a total of $16.51 trillion, the fastest increase in 14 years. The highest The high interest rates have hit the housing market particularly hard as mortgage rates continue to soar and home sales plummeted. Banks have also significantly tightened their lending standards, more often than not an indicator of an incoming recession. Out of 23 dealers surveyed, only five believed that there would not be a recession. Credit Suisse Group AG, Goldman Sachs, Group Incorporated, HSBC Holdings, PLC, J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co., and Morgan Stanley. Jeremy Schwartz, senior U.S. economist at Credit Suisse, one of the five banks that didn't predict a recession, wrote of the outlook of 2023, several historically reliable lead indicators are sending recession signals, but in our view, these measures are unable to correctly gauge recession risk in the current environment. Now let's head overseas once again. Zelensky warns Russia planning prolonged attack with Iranian Shahed drones. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Anyways, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky warned that Kiev has gained intelligence suggesting that Russia is planning a prolonged attack by using Iranian drones. In an overwrite address Monday, Zelensky warned in the two days since the world welcomed in 2023, Ukraine has stopped more than 80 drone strikes. Quote, we have information that Russia is planning a prolonged attack with the drones, he said. Zelensky said that Russia is looking to exhaust the people and their air defense, their energy sector, by constantly pummeling the country with airstrikes, strategy Moscow has been employing for months, but which it has escalated as winter sets in. Now is the time everyone involved in the protection of the sky should be especially attentive, he said, addressing Ukrainian pilots and those in charge of air defense. Moscow and Tehran, Iran, have repeatedly denied any drone partnership or the use of Iranian-supplied drones in Ukraine, despite evidence supplied by Kiev and backed by Western defense officials. Zelensky urged his forces on the front lines, particularly those fighting in areas like Bakhmut, which has recently seen intense ground warfare for months, to continue to hold the line amid harsh winter conditions, which has likely slowed fighting in other areas like Kherson. 
Ukrainian forces have continued to push the lines eastward in areas like Donetsk, and fighting has begun to intensify in the Donbas region, where Russian-backed forces have fought since 2014. Commander-in-Chief of Ukraine's armed forces championed this week that Ukrainian forces have liberated 40% of the territory Russia occupied following its invasion. He also said that in the regions where Russian forces remain, Moscow has lost roughly 28% of the land. Folks, the mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. They are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. Armored Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Go ahead and visit them right now at AR500Armor.com. That's AR500Armor.com. Lastly, let's end with this. My favorite topic, sports. Take a listen to ESPN football analyst Dan Orlovsky on the hospitalized Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player. Um, football gave me everything. You know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football mm-hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like, thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him. And I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say, like, we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to, it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're, we're sad, we're angry, um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 It's beautiful. Respectfully. We will continue to cover this story. We'll continue to bring you all the updates that we have. And as usual, we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. I'll just reiterate how secondary football is in all of this. We are thinking and praying, as you've seen here, for DeMar Hamlin and his family and truly hoping for some better news. Folks, that took place on ESPN. This is why I love sports. Sports has gone woke in recent years, that's for sure. But it's situations like this that bring people together. God is always at work, but it's amazing to see his handiwork in this situation. And again, our thoughts and prayers are still with DeMar Hamlin and his family and the Buffalo Bills organization. That's going to do it for this Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you liked the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, head on over to fightlapfeast.com to do that now. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about future conferences, or if you want to ask about a corporate partnership with Cross-Politic, email me personally at garrison at fightlapfeast.com. For Cross-Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you.